Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ask John Call-In Day. This is an open question and answer session where you can call in and speak to me directly or simply listen live on the audio page on the webpage. If you've called in and have questions, press 1 to raise your hand. If you're listening on the audio player on the webpage, you'll see a box where you can type in questions. Feel free to enter your questions there as well. These sessions are all about you, and this is your opportunity to call in and speak to me live, and let me work with you to help you solve your weight loss problems forever. So if you've got something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Hi, everyone. I hope you're still with us. We're uh, eight minutes late. We did have some tech problems. Uh, we're still ironing out some of the tech problems, so... Uh, Hopefully, I'll be able to take callers uh, in a couple of minutes. I'll just check back in and see what's happening. But uh, anyway, welcome. And uh, a couple of things I just wanted to say first uh, before we take callers. And also, yeah, if you do want to call in, uh, try calling the number and pressing 1. You have to press 1. Uh, what happens is when you press 1 on a screen, a little hand goes up, uh, and then uh, Tiffany or, or Jerry will take your call. And send me a message, and I'll and then pass through pass the message through to me, and pass patch the call into me, and then you and I can talk directly, <clears throat> and uh, we can talk about whatever's whatever's happening in, in your life regarding to your weight at this moment. So it's a great opportunity. And I just uh, wanted to say a couple of things. First of all, uh, it is uh, spring over here. I'm in the southern hemisphere, and it's spring. And uh, one of the things about Living in a country that you didn't grow up in is that the pollen usually hits you pretty hard because you're not used to the pollen. So if you hear me, I'm a little bit sneezy and coughy. Uh, I'm experiencing some sort of hay fever uh, from uh, from the spring here. But uh, there's a couple of things that's happening right now in my life that I wanted to share with you that might you might find useful. You know, I've been reading a lot and hearing a lot for a long time about mushrooms. And... Uh, Hold on one second. I just got to make sure we're still live. Here we are. Let me just check here. <clears throat> okay. I've been hearing a lot and reading a lot about mushrooms, especially mushrooms as a supplement, you know, like powdered mushrooms. And there's different types of them uh, that they're supposed to give you more energy, more vitality, heal your microbiome. And uh, I recently tried some. Uh, and it was uh, called Mason's Mushrooms. And what I do is I put it, I added it to my smoothie. So I normally have a smoothie of uh, um, unflavored whey protein powder, uh, some super greens. I'm still using uh, Garden of Life super greens, unflavored super greens. I have a, uh, a love-hate relationship with Garden of Life. The founder of Garden of Life is amazing, Jordan Rubin. And then he sold the company, and then they sold it uh, and then years later to uh, Nestle. And uh, so now I'm very guarded when it comes to Garden of Life because – I don't necessarily trust Nestle, but I do trust the original intentions of the company, and they do make a very quality product. So I usually have a smoothie that's that I've talked about several times on our show. That's a whey protein, a combination of whey protein and uh, Garden of Life unflavored super greens. But what I did was I added the mushrooms. I added like a tablespoon of mushrooms, uh, these Mason mushrooms, and uh, and I did feel a difference. I felt uh, <clears throat> I felt more energy, more vitality. Um, better digestion. So it was just, it was like a 50 gram bottle that I got. And uh, I went through it pretty quick. And so now I've ordered 
about five or six different types of mushrooms and powdered supplements that I'm going to be trying over the next month, and uh, and I'll share with you what I find. But uh, give it a try. You know, having a, a smoothie like that or a, um, some, you know, just a super greens, combination of protein, super greens, and, uh, and then try adding some mushrooms to that, the mushroom powder. And also, you know, if you take that with, like, some high-quality fish oil supplement, you're getting a lot, a lot of nutrients uh, that your body can use in a highly digestible form that can help rebalance your body hormonally and uh, help you regain the ability to burn fat and also help reduce cravings because you're so well-nourished and you have so much energy. So give that a try. I usually have that once or twice a day, um, maybe in the morning and the afternoon, but there's no set rule about that. But uh, try them and have a look and see what type of uh, – Mushroom supplements that are in your area, and if you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. <clears throat> the other thing I want to talk about is sunlight. As sunlight is more and more they're discovering, and they're talking about one of the most important things that you can possibly have because sunlight helps your body produce vitamin D. And there's a kind of a general principle that I talk about when, it's, when it comes to the body that it's always better – if your body can produce something, like, for example, testosterone um, or vitamin D or even sugar, and I'll get to that in a second. If your body can produce something, it's better to let your body produce it than to actually give your body that thing. Because when you give your body that thing, it stops producing it. For example, like testosterone, um, a lot of people have played around with testosterone. I never have for the specific reason that... If you take too much testosterone, your body stops producing it. If you take too much vitamin D, your body starts to lose the ability to, to produce it. Uh, sugar is another example. You know, if you're eating sugar all the time, what happens is your insulin levels elevate, which is like the worst thing in the world when you're trying to lose weight because insulin is the fat-making hormone. You start to develop insulin resistance. Your insulin levels elevate, and that stops your body from, from producing sugar because what it does is it stops your body from burning fat because that's one of the ways that your body produces sugar is by burning fat. So the healthiest way to be and also the best way to lose weight is to be a sugar maker, not a sugar eater. <clears throat> but it's the same with vitamin D. You want to be a vitamin D maker, not a vitamin D taker. And so it's okay to take vitamin D supplements, and it's good in the short term at least, but uh, it's best to get sunlight. Now, it's not good to get too much sunlight, obviously, um, but five or ten minutes, 20 minutes max, I would say I, I really – typically have about 10 minutes a day exposing as much as your skin as possible. But here's the thing. Over time, we lose the ability to convert sunlight to vitamin D. Um, and that relates to our, uh, our ability to lose a lot of things, like our ability to, to, to lose the ability to burn fat and to, to, burn sugar and to, and to make sugar uh, and to create healthy Hormones like growth hormone and testosterone, over time we lose the ability. One of the biggest reasons is because your insulin levels elevate. And we talk about this a lot. We've talked about this with exercise. It's kind of best to exercise in the morning before you've eaten because your insulin levels are low enough that it allows your body to produce growth hormone and testosterone and the other hormones that help you build muscle and burn fat. But it won't do it. As, as well, if you've eaten and your insulin levels are, are then elevated, it's the same with vitamin D. It's best to get vitamin D. The best time to get, the best time to get sunlight, in my opinion, and this is just a slight, slight tweak, is uh, 
in the in the mornings, if you're going to exercise, in the morning after you exercise, but before you eat, your body will be able to best able to convert that sunlight to vitamin D. Another really good thing to take, which is a supplement I recommend, is called sulforaphane, which comes from broccoli sprouts. And sulforaphane also helps your body convert sunlight to vitamin D. So vitamin D is so important for reducing inflammation, uh, reducing cytokines. We hear that a lot, cytokine storms, you know, and the cytokine storms that COVID creates and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, the cytokines also cause you to gain weight. It's the same thing. And, that's, and, and people that uh, do have weight are usually at more risk when, when uh, a virus attacks them and they have a cytokine storm. Well, vitamin D helps reduce those cytokines, which helps you lose weight. Uh, it helps anything. It helps reduce inflammation. It helps you lose weight. So there's just two little things that you might want to try. Try some uh, a, a high quality mushroom supplement with your with your super greens, and try to get some sunlight in the morning if you're going to work out that day before you eat. Anyway, I think we're online right now. And again, I apologize. We pro- we may have lost a, a lot of callers because we were not able to log into the show for some reason for the first ten minutes. But anyway, um, I can start taking callers now if you want to pass them through. And the first one is Kathy from Indiana. Is Kathy there? Hello. Hello. Hi, Kathy. John, can you hear me? Hi, I can. You can hear me. How are you? I can, yeah. (laughs) I'm okay. How are you? (laughs) Good. I've spoken to you twice before, but it's been a while. You told me to deal with my emotional issues because I was abused as a child. And I did therapy yeah. with Melinda Jacobs, a CRT awesome. and regular therapy. And then in August yeah. of 2020, I um, started doing co- the coaching program with Brian, with Coach Brian. And yeah. I lost, I've lost 45 yeah. pounds, which oh, is awesome. awesome. But I'm, for the last two I'm months, so I've been kind of stuck. Yeah, it's okay. been, it's fantastic. Yeah, so I've come from 363 down to like 318. And uh, awesome. I just stopped weighing this month. I'm going back to weighing once a month instead of every week. And um, But I've lost half an inch around my waist as of last Friday. So yeah. I, I don't know if I'm okay. – I don't know if I really need to talk to you, if I've already hit, gotten off the plateau because my waist is getting smaller or – Yeah. I just well, – what, what do I yeah, do to keep uh, not, losing weight? You, yeah, you may not need to talk to me, Kathy, uh, and, uh, except for – to have a better understanding of what's happening in your biology and your body and what to expect. Um, My experience is when you lose weight the right way, it's not a straight line thing. Um, It it comes, it it comes off in quantum leaps. So you like, you just lost 45 pounds. Like I had this too, where I lost about that much weight. And then I went about a month or two where I wasn't losing any weight, but I still felt like I was progressing on the inside. I felt like, hormonally things were shifting and I felt like I had more energy. I felt like I had less cravings. And then poof, I went down like another, you know, 30 or 50 pounds over, over like three months. And then I was stable again. So it was like steps, you know, lose weight, then stable for three months, lose weight, then stable, that kind of thing. And that sounds like that's what's happening to you. And you might be on the other side of that. And it's a really healthy way to lose weight because I think, you know, if you look at the body and how weight is weight, and we talk about this all the time is, is there for safety. There's no other purpose in terms of, uh, you know, the body, your body weight than for safety. Your body's got to feel safe at, that, at this new weight. You know, you drop 45 pounds, 
your body's got to say, okay, you know, am I safe at this weight? And then, and then when it spends mm. a couple of months and you're still doing all the things that you're doing that originally communicated to your body that you're safe, your body's like, okay, we can keep going, you know? So if you look at it that way, it's actually, it actually becomes very healthy, a very healthy and very sustainable way to, to lose weight. Okay. So yeah. I can stop freaking yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the right, it's, it, I've seen it many times with people that have lost substantial amounts of weight where, you know, you get this quick thing and then, and then, the, and then stable and then another move. So it sounds like you're, you're getting close to another move. So I, uh, I kind of, kind of feel like it, it, it's not broken. You don't need to fix it. You just need to uh, understand the process a little bit better. The expectations. Just keep doing what I'm doing. Keep the process in place. Keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, thank exactly. you so much. I, thank thank okay, you cool. for being the amazing Thanks. person you are. Yeah. Oh, well, I appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I feel like you really care about us. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cool. All right. Well, uh, congratulations on your weight loss so far, and I look forward to uh, speaking soon. So um, because we logged on late we're, and we were having some tech issues, uh, if, you did pre- if you did originally call in and raise your hand, if you do want to talk to me, uh, you got to do it again. So you got to press 1, I believe, uh, and raise your hand if you want to talk to me. Otherwise, uh, let's bring Nadia in and we can have a, we can have a chat with, uh, with Coach Nadia. But, uh, but do uh, raise your hand if you want to talk. Can we bring, uh, can we bring Nadia in, please? Hi, John. I'm here. Hey, Nadia. Hi. How are, how are you? you? I'm really great, good. thanks. How long are you time doing? Long time no talk to. Yeah, great. It has been a long time. Yeah. Yes. Hey, yeah, uh, it's really nice to be here just, again. Yeah. I just mentioned to you, you know, just because it's kind of relevant to everyone, but I've been talking to Brian about us creating um, like a, a detox program where, you know, we've, we, we've created so many of those de- detox programs um, that we're going to take the best recordings from each of the different detoxes that we did and, and uh, try to run them as a kind of like a, a pre-record type of detox for people and that, you know, you and Brian would uh, – be supervising that and be available to help people and to support people. Has he, uh, has he mentioned that to you? Yeah, we actually have a meeting set up tomorrow to talk about it all. Yeah. I think it's a great idea because yeah. it will allow people to do the detox more frequently um, and also get uh, lots of support. So, cool. Let, I'm looking, looking forward to that. Yeah, I know a lot of people have really missed doing the detox in a group, yeah. how we used to do it years ago. So, yeah, I think people yeah, will be really yeah, excited yeah. about it. Yeah, cool. All right, yeah. anything else happening so, that we need to talk about? Um, well, we, we do have a couple of people in the chat role that have some questions. And like you always say, these, co- these shows seem to take on a theme. And the, the two yeah. people writing questions are pretty much the same question. So probably a similar question that a lot of people are wondering about. Um, are you okay to hear it? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. So the first question is from Mary, and, and she says, how do I keep myself motivated when it has been so long in getting results? Um, I ha- she has not weighed herself in over half a year, but there has been no movement either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, way, the way that it worked for me, 
was I stopped fo- focusing on weight and just focused on health. You know, if you look at your, if you look at your body as a, almost a, as a mechanical device for a second, and, and we're not because we're living consciousness. But if you look at it just from a, its, uh, as a, a, its mechanical functionality, you know, you have to move this body around. You have to take it here. You have to take it there. Uh, you, have, you have things you want to enjoy. You have things you have to do. How can you make the body have more energy, have more strength, um, get, have more flexibility, uh, think clearer, think, be calmer, uh, function hormonally better? You know, if you, if you look at it from that perspective, everything that you would do just to make the body function better, to become stronger, to have, you be, have your oxygen transport into your cells more efficiently, your blood flow more efficiently, uh, your mitochondria to produce energy more efficiently, your ability to pick something up or put something down or carry your kid or go here or go there, all the different mechanical things that we do, if you just stay focused on how can I take the, the mechanical functionality of this body and make it more efficient, how can I become stronger, more cardiovascularly efficient, have more energy, have more clarity, function hormonally better. If you, if you look at all those things and forget about weight, what I find is the weight starts to come off without you noticing it. If you're looking too close at the weight, what happens is you don't get the results that you expected, you get discouraged, uh, you, you have a bad day, and then it turns into a spiral, and all these things happen. And none of that happens if you take the focus off of weight. For me personally, it wasn't until I stopped trying to lose weight that I actually started losing weight. And I've seen that happen many, many times with people. It just makes it all more sustainable and less emotionally charged if you focus on just how can I make this body function better? How can I make it all healthier and and easier to move around and more energy, more clarity, all those different things? You focus on that, what will happen is it becomes very paradoxical. What happens is the weight starts to come off. That's my experience. And that certainly will allow you, if you do it that way, to go through if it's if it takes uh, if it takes months for you to lose weight, it'll certainly allow you to do that because you're not looking at it with a microscope and not weighing yourself every day and not getting all the negative emotions that come with uh, not getting the ex- expectations as soon as you want them. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. I couldn't agree with you more. Focusing on nourishment and healing, I, I really uh, believe is the way to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there is a, a similar question from Lisa, but I see that there, uh, Lisa, there's somebody called Lisa that has called in to yeah. speak with you. So I'm going to skip over her question yeah. because I think it might be the same person. Um, and okay. before we get her on the line, there is another question from Daphne, and she was just curious to know um, what, what was it, John, that led you to think of doing visualizations when you first started your weight loss journey? Yeah, well, I had had success with visualization. From a very early age, at the age of 10, I used to get very bad migraine headaches, and uh, nothing could cure them. You know, uh, aspirin didn't work, and then there was a period of time where it was happening every night, every day after school, and I would just go into my room, and I would be nauseous, and I'd t- put the blinds down and just try to sleep for two hours, you know, as long as I could until it went away. Um, and then my father taught me how to do visualization to make the head the headaches go away uh and it worked it worked really well he uh, he was a dentist and he used visualization and suggestion and relaxation in his pain management with his patients and so he so what he did was he 
had me imagine that we, we used to go skiing as a kid. That was kind of our thing and the way we bonded. Uh, some slope in New Hampshire called uh, Waterville Valley. Uh, there was a slope called Valley. No, I forget what it was called. But anyway, um, he told me to, he, he relaxed my body, and then he told me to imagine that I was skiing down the slope with a bucket of black sand uh, on my shoulder. And as I was skiing, I was pouring out the black sand. Uh, and, then, and then he said, well, the black sand's your headache. And then once I got halfway down, my headache was halfway gone. And then we got down to the bottom of the hill. My, the black sand was gone and my headache was gone. And it, I thought it was pretty miraculous. And uh, I learned how to do it myself. And then I learned how a quicker way to do it, where I just imagined the headache going into touching my finger to my forehead and imagining the headache going in and just flicking it away. And I didn't have headaches anymore. And it, was, it went away. And then I did it to, when I was 14, then I did it to quit smoking because uh, I had started smoking to be cool like so many people do. And then I decided I didn't want to do that. And uh, I imagined that this, like, uh, I imagined taking a cigarette, touching it to my tongue and imagining it that, that it tasted like the kind of the tar, you know, from a row when you're, when you're doing a, when you're creating a street that, that you know, really smelly tar. And I couldn't, I couldn't touch it anymore. I instantly uh, broke the addiction to cigarettes. Uh, and I'd done it in business when I was working on Wall Street. I imagined my company growing and things like that. So visualization was always a part of my life, and I hadn't applied it to uh, weight loss until it all kind of clicked and I started doing it. And then, you know, that's when everything kind of came together. So um, I found visualization and still find it to be one of the most essential tools in every single aspect of my life. So the cool thing is when you do practice visualization for weight loss, like you're doing, you get better and better at visualization because it's like a muscle that you're working out. It's getting stronger and stronger, your ability to visualize things happening. And then you have a tool that you can use in pretty much every aspect of your life. So it's a kind of a fringe benefit to develop that, that ability because it is, to me, the the seat of your creative force is, is in your ability to visualize desired outcomes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, and I completely agree with you. I always think uh, in my life, whenever there's something that I want to change, I start in the quantum field first. And I think of the visualization yeah. as the mm -hmm. quantum field. So I start there first creating yeah. change and then I see it manifest in my real life. It's interesting. You mentioned the quantum uh, realm because I think I, I as you know, um, I, uh, I just wrote another book. It's not a weight loss book. It's more kind of how visualization affects, how, you know, the kind of a marriage between quantum physics and uh, meditation, metaphysics, and visualization. And uh, um, I don't know if I got. I don't know if I ended up uh, sending you a copy or not, Nadia. But I can send you a link. I'm going to uh, where uh, I can I can get it. I can order it for you. But but uh, but it's gonna. I'm going to make it available to people next month i i was actually i wrote the book kind of because i had to what, would, what was happening was every time i sat down to to do my meditation in the morning it was like a voice was reading this book to me about how when we do meditation and visualization and energetic practices to raise our vitality we not only affect our bodies we affect the world we live in and um and how you can heal yourself and the world through visualization and meditation practices. And it was just like somebody was reading the book to me. And then, I, and then at the end of the meditation, I just kind of transcribed what, everything I heard. 
And within two books, I had the vast majority of a book written. And I, that I thought, well, maybe I'll just write this for my kids and friends and family. But I've gotten some incredible feedback from it. One of it was from Robert Peng, who's this amazing Qigong master uh, that we've talked about many times and that I did an event with in Omega. He said he read the book twice, word for word, and that he was just, he was just raving about it. And a couple other people were. So I've decided to make it available, and I will be sending out a notification next month about it to everyone. And, uh, and we've got the audio book now and, uh, and the Kindle version. So it's all, it's all going to be ready to go. But, um, but it's very much, when you say the quantum realm, that's, that's exactly what the book is really about, is that you're, when you're visualizing, you're going into the non-physical realm, where things get created, and that allows you to experience the, you know, the creation of what you're, of what you're manifesting. So, so it's, I think it's, yeah. I think it's the most powerful tool that you can have. Yeah. I, I agree with you, John, and I haven't yet received your book, and I would very much like to. Yeah, yeah, I will make sure you, I get you a copy. Cool. Anyway, we've got, we do have a couple of callers coming through now. So okay. let's take Lisa from Philadelphia, if we can. Thanks, Nadia. Hi, John. Hello. Hi, Lisa. Hi, John. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Uh, I mean, hello from Philadelphia, your old stomping grounds. That's right. My old stomping grounds. Yeah. That's right. So I hope it's okay. I actually had typed my question into the chat because I couldn't get on the phone. Is it okay if I just sort of read it to you and then you'll ask me the questions you need to help fill in? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I wanted to ask you about rebound weight gain, but specifically because I came out of five years in a very restricted diet uh, and, in quotes, lifestyle program um, where I maintained a weight that was probably 10 pounds below what probably was my natural set point, and I based that on times in my life when I, in my adult life, had been thin. Um, And so I don't think that my body was where it was supposed to be. Um, And... I maintained that weight for just about five years, but in the, the last nine months of those five years, I became increasingly hungrier, and I was worried about gaining weight, so I was, like, adding more vegetables to my diet, but it really wasn't yeah. doing the trick, and I really tried to stay yeah. in this, like, weight and measure food plan, and long story short, I left the program when I started to understand, and I started to read more of what you were, were talking about, and realized that the restriction was not really helping me in the long run, but I over the next couple of months, gained 55 pounds. And um, that weight has probably been stable now for the last nine months. And I started your program as I left the other program. So I've been doing, you know, listening to the visualizations day and night. Um, I've, you know, been applying as many of the principles of the program, but also trying to just be very gentle with myself because I came out of this pretty heavily restricted program. Um, Just so you know, I'm 57 years old. I'm past menopause. My hormones are in good shape. Um, You know, I do daily walking, exercise. I mean, but I meditate. There are a lot of things that I do, um, and I I think that I do a pretty good job managing my stress. I did some work with Melinda Jacobs uh, almost a year ago now when I left that other program. I think some of it was helpful. Um, But I guess my question to you is simply, do I have the right understanding that my body probably has not gotten the message yet that I'm not going to restrict it again the way I had for all those years and that maybe that's why there hasn't been any weight gain? If you were able to to maintain your weight in – yeah, I understand. If you were able to maintain your weight 
uh, in a restrictive with a restrictive diet for five years. Um, my guess is that it was largely sustainable, but that something happened, some sort of trigger happened uh, at, at the end of that five years and that made it harder and harder. It could have been a bio, biologic one, like something internal going on, or it could be something else. So I just want to talk about that time. So that time was like about two years ago, would you say, or a year ago? Is that, is that yeah, right? Yeah, probably about two years ago. Yeah, about two years ago. Give or take. And, and, and when did you go through? When did you go? Th- go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, I noticed a couple of times where all of a sudden this sort of really wanting to binge, where I had you yeah. know, that had not been my experience for all those years. Um, I had yeah. also just backing up a little bit. I had learned that I had osteoporosis, and I am only four foot ten, and it does run in my family. And I know for short women, it's it's something that happens. But I believe that I probably had lost a certain amount of muscle tone, and again, I had lost you know bone mass, um, and my hormones yeah. were a little bit messed up. And I worked with somebody to try to you know to bring the levels back up, um, but. I think there may have been a little bit more stress in my life. I was starting an online business. And I will say that when the pandemic hit and my online business was related to travel, the, you know, it turned everything uh, upside down and that business is no longer reality. But the, but the hunger well, and the, the, that's the, the binging that's had be, started three months before. Lisa. Okay. I, I just sort of, you're saying, okay, so you, 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 the last thing you said was that the hunger started three months before the, the pandemic hit. Is that right? Yeah, I would say three to four months before that is when I was starting to notice it. And I, my guess is I don't know if I really understood hunger by the time I was at that fifth year mark. I really believe I would just weigh and measure the food yeah. and eat it, and it got very you know, yeah. robotic. That, that, that's possible. That's possible, Lisa. But you had been planning that online business for how long before you started it? Probably a year before that, maybe a little bit before I had started blogging. Yeah, probably about a year, about a year before that. And, and were you doing a different job, a different profession at that time? Um, I mean, in a sense, yeah. I mean, I was starting a, an online business from the standpoint that I had been a homemaker and also taking care of a daughter who happens to be chronically ill. Although that stress has been, a, you know, a constant that I think I handle pretty well. Okay, so so you were starting you were starting this business for like about a year, and then about would you say I'm really just trying to get the chronology? Would you say that sure. maybe about six months into the time that you were starting the business, or where it hadn't started the business, but you were just putting it, you know, starting it, uh, planning it, whatever? That's when the craving started. Or nine months into that, or like just give me. See if you can zero in on that a little bit. Yeah, maybe maybe about six months in. Um, and, I'm, and I'm really trying to think for you, like, was there, like, a bigger trigger that might have? Can you, yeah, I know. Uh, can, can, can you give me an actual date, what that date was? Was it 2019? Was it 2020? What was the actual date? Oh, it was, it was 20. It was probably the about March or April of 2020. 20, sorry, 2019. 2019. Sorry. It was, it was March, March or April of 2019 when you started getting more cravings. Is that right? Yeah, but I want to be honest and say that I'm not sure if it had been going on for longer and I just was so focused on yeah, yeah, i yeah. got to do it this way, that kind of thing. I don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. Okay. But so then at, at what point did you actually – what was the actual date that you started gaining weight? 
I think it was about uh, August, September of of 19. And then how long of a period did you gain weight? Is your weight stable now? And if so, how, like how, what was the period of, what was the window of time that you gained weight? So I had, yeah, I had, I I gained like just a little bit, you know, a couple pounds, a couple pounds. And then I left that program in November of 19. And from November until about February, March, I really tried not to weigh myself. I was just, you know, going to let it go. Whatever was happening was happening. I I then gained rapidly and, and, you know, all told probably about 55 pounds, which is the biggest I've ever been in my life. And how stressful was it at that time? when you realized that, hey, you were in a travel business and people aren't going to be traveling for a while, like at, at what point did that kick in? That kicked in. Started my program the first week in March, an online course, taught the course for eight weeks, yeah. and in those eight oh. weeks, the pandemic was like right in full bloom in the United States and travel just... March of 2020. March of, I'm sorry, March of March 2020. March of 2020, is that right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you had, had you had gained that 55 pounds by then and you were still... Still oh, my God. I think I'm just... giving you the wrong year. I'm sorry. It was 2020 okay. and 2021. I'm giving you the wrong. Yeah. So okay. I, the, the, All right. This is yeah, important. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, it is important. Okay. It is important. So, okay. so yeah. in 19, toward the end of 19 was when I started to begin to feel hungrier, somewhere between June and yeah. August, whatever, somewhere. And then, um, the, yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually put on the weight until like September-ish, July, July August, September of 2000, sorry, 20. 2020. And then left the program. All right. Yeah, and left the program. Yeah, so the, the pandemic started. I left so, the program. So and I understand by, there by are stresses with that. Absolutely. Yeah, let me, let me stop you because, because as soon as you started saying to me that, hey, I was on a diet uh, for five years, I sustained it, and then uh, all of a sudden everything just got went out of control. Like for me, I'm, the, the, I, I've seen that enough times to know that, that a trigger has to do that. You know, if you're on a diet for a year and then you gain your weight back, all right, that's you struggling and going to war with your body. But when, if, you're doing, if you're doing it for five years to the point where you're not thinking about it too much anymore, you, it's a sustainable situation, and then there was a trigger. And so, you know, if you're telling me that you started an online business, you know, in March of 2020, and then, you started, and then, and then it just all went under – you know, and that's when you gain the weight, then, then to me, that's a trigger. But the question is, what do you do with that information? If, if that's a trigger, then, like what, then it, 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 uh, it begs the question, you know, what else is happening in your life to fulfill the needs that, that you were trying to fulfill with that business? So you, whether that business mm-hmm. was there, you know, to, you know, make you more independent or whether you needed it to live off of, or whether it was something to do, like whatever those needs were, they, they got challenged, you know, well, I wouldn't even say challenged. They got the, you know, completely the kibosh got put on them completely. Yeah. So what are you, what's happening now in your life that's giving you what you thought that travel business was going to give you? Is there, is there anything that's, is there anything yeah, in, that, in that direction? Yeah, and there, there definitely is. I'm starting a new career, um, really, as of the last couple of months. So I think that's a positive indicator for sure. Um, you know, I've just sort of been stable all this time, you know, just carrying a lot more weight than I would like. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are some things, and I'm also um, 
after a 35-year marriage, um, told my husband in June that I want a divorce. And, went, you know, we're very amicably working through that. Um, and I don't consider it a huge stress in my life, which is amazing. And I think it's only because of what you and Nadia were just talking about, about putting it out into the, the quantum field. And, and just I just put it out there that I wanted it to be amicable. And it has been incredibly amicable. Um, so and what, and what was it like? Okay, so uh, Lisa, what was it like in 2020? What was your marriage situation like in, in in like March to September of 2020? What how was how were things in your in your marriage then? I think if, if most people would look at it and say there's probably nothing wrong, but I think it had been a long-standing maybe 10, 20 years of thinking, am I really in love? Do I really want to still be in this marriage? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think it came as quite a shock to my husband, actually. Um, but I think it was part of me having to kind of grow into something that I think I've been thinking about for a while, you know, for a while. Um, yeah. So it wasn't like a big, stressful, you know, nothing abusive, nothing overt, just a lack of yeah. probably feeling intimacy and connection, probably, for me. Uh, well, what was the, what was the, after all these years, what was the impetus for you to say, you know what, it's time to end this. And I don't, you know, I don't need to know I personal I details. I'm just saying, like, did yeah, something happen and you were like, that's it, I can't have it. Yeah. No, I think what happened was that I'm starting to realize it's time for me to figure out what I really want in my life. Okay. Which is true. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's a growth, it's a growth thing, uh, you know, after a lot of inner work. Yeah. Well, the, well, that that is true, and that is positive. And if you are can be in a situation now, where you where you're um, able to satisfy the career aspect, the career aspirations that you had a year or two ago, and you're in a situation where you're in a, a more positive relationship status, where you're feeling freer and lighter, literally. And you talk about the mm-hmm. quantum field. If you're feeling lighter quantumly. In a, in, a, in a mental, in a quantum way, then there's a really good chance that you could, and, and your weight's been stable all this time, there's a really good chance that you could start making some progress right now. So it's just a matter of time, so, not so, so much any effort. What's that? It's not like putting more effort in is going to make a difference. It's, it's allowing the body to do what it's going to do based on circumstances going in a positive direction. Well, I would try to do kind of a marriage of what you knew, know works, you know, mm-hmm. from years of sustaining yourself and, and try to marry that with what's going to work for you from a lifestyle perspective. That's, that's sort of what okay. I, would, I would focus on right now. And I think if you can do that, it'll become very sustainable. And uh, I think there were some big issues that my guess is also just intuitively as I'm talking to you that the marriage aspect of things you know, even though it had just been going along, there's, there was something brewing that, you know, made you want to, like, just pull the trigger. And that was there, too, that was causing you stress. Because that, that is the most common type of emotional stress that can cause weight gain is being in a relationship that's not working for you and there's boundary issues and you feel stifled and all that kind of stuff. And all that's gone right now. So mm-hmm. if you could try to, like, just be, just be active and, uh, you know, Try to marry what, what you know works if you were going to be really restrictive, but then not be restrictive at the same time. Just kind of dance with the principles and see if you can find, find something that works. I have a feeling your body's just going to be really on board with it right now. 
Like I feel, I feel like mm-hmm. you're in a good place and that, and that there's a good chance that things are going to start working for you. Yeah, I have this feeling I do that not when think I thought that it was a call. Yeah, okay. I, I do not think that oh, you should go you... into any kind of strict – what's that? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. I, 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 uh, I don't think that you should do any kind of, you know, extreme restriction type of thing. But I think if you're – I think you can get back to your natural weight if you focus on your life right now and focus on being active for the sake of joy and enjoyment, you know, and living like you're in a new phase of your life, which is kind of exciting – and eating healthy mm-hmm. for the sake of health, you know, coming back to that, I think you, I think you could definitely start to make progress right now. Great. That's, that was hopeful. That's what you would say. Thank you. You just kind of yeah. confirmed what I was thinking. Thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Awesome. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, we just have time for one more caller now, so let's, let's take Wendy from Colorado, please. Hello. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Hi, Don. Thank you so much for taking Hi. my call. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, I'm trying to find a way to make this succinct, but um, lately I have been uh, managing stress in many different ways. I think I'm in a very good place. Um, I'm now able to listen to visualizations without feeling anxiety, which um, people help to be worked through, and I've been um, – starting, you know, tapping and just different ways of working through some things probably that happened in my past that, you know, now I feel I'm, I'm able to face. But part of my journey, I guess, and it might have been self-comfort, was sometimes at night, I, there were some days I felt like binging, but there were other times I wanted food, specifically carbs, for comfort. And I think it might have been to kind of create dopamine or, or to kind of shut my brain down to make me sleep. And with tapping and with other um, visualizations and you know, ways to manage anxiety, that has been going away, which is wonderful. But an interesting side effect I didn't experience is that now I'm kind of sad because there are some days I just want some chocolate because I want it and it doesn't taste good. And I feel sad about that. I just wondered, is that kind of normal? And should I just keep progressing kind of through visualizations and things like that? I feel my diet overall is good. I love vegetables just as much as I love chocolate. But I haven't heard anybody mentioning that. And I just wondered if that was a normal phenomenon. It's, it's just strange to me. Well, whether it's, uh, well I, I actually think it is normal, though people, maybe they don't vocalize it that often. But, uh, but I, 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 what's coming to me is that it's related to you healing the anxiety that you're feeling. Um, there, because I think the anxiety, the, the source of the anxiety possibly you know, I don't obviously don't know anything about you as I'm feeling is that it could have come from some sadness to start with, um, some mm-hmm. sadness, some stress, some trauma, you know, all those things. And, and that the anxiety was there to, you know, distract you from that. That's sort of what it feels like that, you know, if you're That's anxious really all the time, you're worried all the time, you, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't have time to, to be sad when you're anxious all the time. And if you're getting anxious listening to yeah. visualization, it's, it tells me, and I don't, you know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but this is what I'm feeling. It tells me that there's something your body doesn't want you to experience. You know, it's high, it, like there's something your psyche and your, your, is kind of hi, trying to hide, hide that kind of calmness because there's something behind that that you don't want to see mm-hmm. or experience. And it could be yeah. some kind of sadness, you know, like we have like this could have been a situation where, you know, when you were a little girl or something, you know, like there's a sad little girl inside you that, 
you're trying to, you know, you don't want to experience that or you, your mind is trying to protect you from. Does any of that, uh, does that make sense at all to, for you? Oh, absolutely. And I've actually started delving it into does. some of those things. And I'm actually, I feel lighter and actually happier. Um, the person that's helping me through it, she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. We just uncovered something. I'm like, I'm not. This is amazing. Like, yeah, I was sad, but I was excited because I pinpointed something. So I almost suspect that yeah. there might be more there. But someone in the chat said, yeah, you're yeah. mourning the loss of your favorite food, and maybe that's it, too. But it was just such an interesting phenomenon. I thought I would just call in and see if anyone yeah. else has experienced it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think there's different, different levels to it, and certainly – that there's some truth to that, that you might be mourning the loss of your favorite food. But I think there's another level to it also. And that's the sadness, which obviously yeah. you've already, you've already talked about, you've already been working on. And I think the more you focus mm-hmm. on that sadness and it feels to me like the sadness of a little girl, like there's a little girl, you know, that's sad about something. And, and it feels like the more that that can be worked through, you know, the tapping is a really good one. You know, like, why do I, like when you feel mm-hmm. the sadness because you're not enjoying the food, you're not wanting it you know, to tap on that. Why do I feel the sadness? What, what's coming up? Uh, mm-hmm. what's, where's this coming from? Uh, Brittany Watkins has a technique where she, you know, she, you push the food away and you, you, cu- you come up with a number and like from one to 10 or one to 20. Or mm-hmm. And that number is the age that you would want to like focus on what happened when I was four, you know, like and you tap to that, even if you don't remember it, you know, and try to go down that road. But, the, but the sadness, I feel like this, whatever sadness, that you're feeling from the food and the way the food was able to distract you and give you some uh, uh, <clears throat> another thing to focus on or to concentrate on or some some positive feelings, whatever it was doing for you uh, that that, that you're not that you're not feeling right now. That that when you focus when you focus in on the sadness and come out the other side, you're not going to have that feeling about the food anymore. Okay. That's, that's so basically, just keep so. on and, keeping and, and, on and see where it takes me. Well, specifically, uh, specifically with the sad, you know, with the feelings around sadness in general that you feel, uh, where does that t- like heal that? Keep keep healing that, and uh, and I think you will get to a place where you won't feel that sadness about food. And you know, my own personal like my my tastes have changed a lot over the years, and uh, I get a lot of pleasure out of foods that I never used to get pleasure out of like that super greens, you know, with the mushrooms, mm-hmm. like I can get a lot of pleasure out of that, you know, or, or raw chocolate that's barely sweetened. I can get a lot of pleasure out of that uh, more than I used to get out of the foods that, you know, were giving me pleasure when I was eating junk food. So, you know, you, you can still get yeah. pleasure out of the foods, whatever foods you're craving and your tastes are craving, but mm-hmm. the more you heal the sadness, to me, the healing the sadness is one-stop shopping. You heal the sadness, you're going to heal the, help heal the anxiety, help heal the weight, and I don't think this issue is going to trouble you about like that you're not feeling pleasure from your food. Like I, I think it's all going to go if you zero in on that, on that fo- uh, focus, Excellent. on that issue. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I am excited to see where it's going to lead me. You know, I have an open mind about what, what else is going to come up because I think I'm ready to face it. Um, and it's just exciting. Yeah. I'm just trying to look at it from a positive standpoint, which I think is helping. But it it's, is really, it's really comforting to it's, know that this is not uncommon. So it's, it's exciting. No, it, and it's 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 also everything what you're experiencing is really positive because you are healing the root of a lot of issues for you. Mm-hmm. I believe that this sadness is the root of your anxiety, your weight, and maybe some other areas in your life too. So you're you're on the you're on a trail to like heal in every way, which which to me is very exciting. 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your insight. Yeah. So I just, um, it was a my, pleasure my to pleasure. speak with you. I've been a fan of yours for many years. So thank you so much. Awesome. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening and for your questions. Sorry we had the tech issues uh, in, the, in the beginning. And uh, just check your emails and uh, the Facebook support group when you, this, this month because we're going to actually be sending out, we're going to do the uh, Tapping for Weight Loss documentary series. And, uh, and uh, in addition to that, there's 12 different interviews I did with 12 different tapping experts. We're going to be sending out one a day. Really, really informative stuff. So, uh, so check that. And also some cool emails about how to get through the holidays in a way that's positive, where, you, where you're eating healthy, delicious foods that are nourishing you and getting into a, a place where you're not feeling stressed and enjoying the holidays and having an awesome time. So stay connected with us, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you all soon. Take care.